This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I'm Nick. I love wrestling. I'm Steven. And I hate wrestling. You Should Love Wrestling is a show where we try to convince Steven that he should love wrestling. The we this time is the fans. You should love wrestling, WWE, cause I love wrestling, a lot of loving from me. We on the podcast, Joey Cliff, Nick, and Steven, but Steven ain't wrestling, gotta make him a believer. I'm all hoping that I love Rick Flair, The Undertaker, Tombstone on the chair. So tune in every week, cause we got a new guest. You should love wrestling, cause it's the best, yes. Hey fans, whenever you shop on Amazon, you could support our show by going to boardwalkaudio.com forward slash you should love wrestling and click that little supporter artist button top right corner and then shop on amazon.com like you normally would. We get a little kickback from Amazon. It doesn't cost you more and we keep podcasting. We're so we are so rich now. Yeah, it's actually it's a little obscene how rich we are. Steven right now is eating a bag of pirate's, pirate's booty. booty aged white cheddar popcorn. Mm. And it is okay. And Amazon just sends that stuff now. They're they like, did, yeah. now that you guys, because that's how being rich works. Yeah. It's like, well, now that you guys are rich, now you can have the free stuff. It's a real dream come true. That's why the Oscars are great, because it's like, it's people talking about like, how we should, how we should help out all of the poor and yeah. unfortunate and the yes. downtrodden. Yes. Oh, by the way, but because I'm a rich millionaire, right. my gift basket had an Audi in it. Just one Audi for everyone yeah. who comes to the Oscars. Thanks Fucking for being here. Chocolate, yeah. cologne, mm. roses. Yeah. A chocolate Audi. A, a chocolate Audi. Audi. They call it a chowdy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know. That's us, and we would just want to continue that for as yeah, long as we can. Yeah, we'd love to live our rich all lifestyles. <laughs> please, please let us do it, everyone. But what about this? <laughs> Stephen Palstein made a cool $4 billion last year. <laughs> now he's got a pool, and he's swimming in Pirate's Booty Popcorn. I was sure you were going to say I was swimming in Audis. <laughs> <He's> sw- <laughs> <laughs> I got a pool filled with fucking Audis. Yeah, I'm fucking rich now. I want to fill my pool with Audis. Uh, sir, you mean cra- fill it up? <laughs> we can crash Audis into the pool. That just seems wasteful. Just get him in the pool. <laughs> All right, back him in, guys. Back him in. <laughs> oh man, oh, shit. Uh, That's incredible, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is an exciting day. It's been a little bit. Mm. It's been a little bit, yeah, but yeah. we've got a surprise for you today. Check it out. Because today's guest, oh, it's nobody. Hmm. And it's everybody. Yeah, good redeem. <laughs> it's all of you. Today's guest is you, the fans. You've sent us tweets. You've Facebooked us. Mm-hmm. You've Snapchatted. Mm-hmm. You slid into our DMs. You even emailed us long, long stories, which were very wonderful. <laughs> we're going to get to, by the way. This yeah, is like really true. heartfelt stuff. That's true. So, guys, we put our shit together. We crafted a brand new episode featuring you, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Stephen will insert just a low volume version here. Do you leave a playing of of, of Peter Gabriel's Big Time because it's mm-hmm. an official song of WrestleMania? So let's start that. Great. Introducing it's WrestleMania Five. The Requesting <laughs> Big Time. Yeah, it's in there. That's it's incredible. In there. Wow. We Music were... just faded out. Thank you. Wow, we really 
kicked up the production value. The pr- well, because well, we're cost now. We're rich. Yeah. We're all swimming in pools of Audi. Yeah, so this, this is, is just great. normal. This is just normal for us now. Guys, thank you. It's WrestleMania 5. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of great messages from everybody, the listeners, the fans. You guys, thank you so much for sending this stuff yeah. to us. And also, I'll just say a quick uh, small apology, because there's always a lot of stuff coming in, and then we almost never respond to and put we all we put almost everything into our queue and we're like yeah yeah we'll get to this at some point we so hear some you. of these are like a month or two or three old like, oh, oh yeah, fuck, yeah i'm sorry and, and, and yeah and if we don't respond or retweet or yeah. say thank you or even acknowledge it, it it's nothing personal it's just that you know we're just assholes we're rich assholes we're man. so rich well it's just you know it's like we're we got we got lives you got yeah. lives we got yeah. lives i'm engaged we're, you know it's the, the middle of the day i'm running errands i'm at my job and it's like Hey, you should show Steven Enzo more. And I'm like, okay, well, we will. But I got just, stuff going I, on. But I, we totally will. So, guys, thank you for sending this. We sincerely appreciate it. We wouldn't have a fucking show if you didn't listen yeah. and send us stuff. So, thank you. It's really cool. We hear you. We see it. We're going to talk about some of them today. Yeah. And so, I actually just want to kick off the whole thing. Uh, so people send in funny stories sometime or just interesting, like how they got into wrestling. Uh, this is a story from uh, Chris S who messaged us on Facebook mm-hmm. and I went ahead and recorded it here. So Chris writes, I got to attend E3 in 1999, first time, and the spectacle was overwhelming. LA Convention Center, South Hall, right at the top of the stairs, right inside the door was a ring. EA had a wrestling game that year and the big E3 promotion included going live to Raw. They pulled a crowd around the ring from E3 attendees and handed out signs. So if you saw signs, not a single one was spontaneous. From what I recall, Goldberg was supposed to be there. There was a sign to this effect, but when it came time for the show, it was explained that he was injured and Diamond Dallas Page would be there instead, so he was. He started challenging the audience, which was hilarious and got a lot of laughs from the audience. He started calling us names, a bunch of computer nerds, then sting drops from the ceiling. There were words exchanged, a challenge, which DDP refused, and turned into them playing the game. I remember thinking, if I was at that Raw event, I'd be pissed watching two wrestlers play a game. But the game sells great, so what do I know? Then, Bret Hart showed up for some mayhem. He had a Hitman jersey on, which was the minor league hockey team he was a part owner of. After, I was hoping to see Hart, but all the wrestlers were gone. Mean Gene Okerlund, however, was there. I go up to him and say, Mr. Okerlund, can I get a picture? And he says, sure thing, kid, but I gotta take a piss first. Off he went and never came back. (laughs) So, Chris... Thank you for that story. That's insane. Yeah, wow. So that's really cool. So like they they all showed up. Yeah. Sting drops from the ceiling. That's pretty badass. That is awesome. I mean, does he did he ever like drop from the ceiling in wrestling? Is that ever a thing yeah, that he did? Oh, okay. that's why he dropped from the ceiling. Okay, it's just normal. I wasn't <laughs> sure if that was like a heightened like they're just like and Sting's everywhere now. When, look, when Sting goes to the ring, he just walks. But when he enters an office building <laughs> through the ceiling, baby. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. He shows up at a subway. They're yeah. like, oh, man, slow day. No, Sting from the crash. <laughs> oh, that's going to cost money. But he brought his good friend RoboCop, so good it's okay. RoboCop. His good friend RoboCop. They're, God, they're such, they're fucking friends. They're buddies. Go see RoboCop. They love each other. They're friends forever. <laughs> yeah, that the whole thing's insane. And I just love uh, me and Gene Ogerlin. Me and Gene hold on. I got to go take a piss. <laughs> Motherfucker never came back. That's really funny. That's fucking great that's really cool also like 
it's not you you i smell bullshit as soon as somebody says i gotta take a piss first it's like it's uh, two seconds for a photo you're about to ditch me <laughs> man uh, I, I hope one day i ask to take a picture with somebody and like i gotta take a piss first i'd be like you're lying to me you're gonna leave you're gonna leave and, you're gonna leave just like mean gene okerlund did <laughs> I was sure you were going to say just like my dad, but no. Me, no, no, no. <laughs> just like he left Chris S. in Canada. Chris, uh, Poor Chris S. That's fun. Yeah, you got a lot of people. DDP. And yeah. Bret cool. Hart. Bret Hart showed up in a, what did he say? Hitman a, jersey. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the jersey. Yeah, of yeah. The, yeah. You get it. Um, oh, because so, it was a team. Yeah, they were a thing. They were a thing. I was going to say the Manitoba poutines. Somebody, somebody else on the show, I think, has one or had one. I can't remember who it was. Might Are we talking the, the XFLs hit <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, that's I'd another die thing, for that too. Uh, well, anyway, you know, Chris S., thank you so much for sending that in. And uh, as always, I mean, just for the record, we get, like, fun, weird stories from wrestling all the time. Yeah. And we don't, we don't take enough time to appreciate them. Thank you for that one. I like that one. Keep sending them. We'll read them, yeah. even if we don't respond. Because when rich and fine. fine and that was 99 is back in the heyday so back man what, heyday a, what a time of... to see something like that yeah right yeah especially then like it matters it's pre 9-11 everything's happening oh my god <laughs> yeah remember the utopia we lived in pre 9-11 i do yes how much I that do. affected canada it was I really guess. incredible it was really incredible yeah um and then next uh we had another another message this is from patrick we've actually gotten a lot of twitter stuff from him before yeah and people do re- request and recommend matches yeah. clips all, all the time, the time. Uh, but this one was a little bit topical, and we didn't get it to it until obviously just now. And he said, Patrick said, quote, we're dumb for not covering Cass <laughs> betraying Enzo. Uh, did he say we're dumb because we didn't, or did he say we're dumb if we don't? I think it, we're dumb if we don't. That's what I thought. So we're officially smart now. So now we're so fucking smart. We're smart. Uh, so let's go to a clip of uh, where in, for, of Enzo in this whole thing, mm-hmm. where Enzo Amore's mystery attacker is revealed on Raw, June 19th, 2017. Big Cass, you attacked Enzo. There's more to it than what I'm seeing right now. I know there is. I know this. You're damn right I did it! Do you have any idea what it's like teaming up with you, Enzo? You just constantly run your mouth about God knows what every single minute of the day. Do you know how many times I've wanted to slap you right upside your head? How many times I wanted to knock you out myself? But I didn't do it because I felt bad for you, Enzo. Because everybody behind that curtain doesn't like you. I felt bad for you, Enzo. You are nothing more than dead weight that's holding me back from reaching my potential in the WWE. Steven, this is mere weeks ago. Mere weeks ago that we saw this whole thing. So for weeks and weeks, we had been seeing that Enzo Amore, Enzo Amore was getting beat up. Yeah. Backstage, yeah, it seems like it lasted for a full month of him just getting beat up backstage. Yeah, yeah, it's like they would just cut to cut to the back, and Enzo would be laying around some pipes, be laying pipe. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he'd be laying some pipe because he works in construction. Yeah, yeah, you get it. Yeah. So he'd be uh, he'd be back in the back, and it's like, oh, holy shit, who beat up Enzo this time? Who did a little ridiculous? And then fucking, then there was one week where uh, it's been. There was one week where uh, and and. Uh, Cass was laying out. Yeah. 
It was like, oh no. So Not it's gas. Because they were starting to hint at like people like the Big Show and others, or maybe like Big Show, Dash, and, and so whoever the fuck Dash it is. Dash and Dawson, the revival. Dawson, the revival. The revival. Thank Fucking you, love yeah. the revival. So first, it was hinted that. It's the revival. Yeah, it's the revival sure. attacking them. They tag were in the team background. They did like they examined the videos right. and stuff. Yeah. Then Enzo started to or Cass started to conjecturize that it was maybe the Big Show. Yeah. Uh, because the because Enzo and the Big Show were starting to form kind of like a friendship. Mm-hmm. Then it was this thing where well wait a minute it can't be Cass because some people were even starting to say. What if it's Cass? Yeah. That was starting to become the rumor online. Like, oh, it's going to be fucking Cass. It's going to be Cass. Then <laughs> he got it, quote, unquote, attacked. And so right. we're thinking, well, no, it can't be Cass. So right. who's doing it? It's got to be the revival or somebody. But anyway, we find out there was also concurrently a storyline of weeks and weeks where Corey Graves is starting to get text messages. Okay. And in the middle of Raw, he's just getting up and walking off. Like they'd be like cut. They would cut to like Michael Cole and yeah. him and and Booker, and, and they'd be at the the announce table. And Corey like looks at his phone while Michael Cole's looking at the camera. He's like, "Excuse me," and he leaves. <laughs> so Corey Graves. Anyway, oh, what God. that storyline ended up turning out was that Kurt Angle has an illegitimate son he didn't know about, and it happens to be WWE superstar Jason Jordan. That's right. Kurt Angle stars in My Black Son. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> but but within this realm of Corey Graves now somehow being this new I get text messages man. Right. He gets all the. He insight. also apparently now we're supposed to buy into that maybe this is going to be a continuing thing because even within this, uh-huh. th- th- at first I almost think that we were thinking maybe this was the payoff. Of right. Corey Graves getting text messages. Right. But it wasn't because then this Kurt Angle thing just happened this past week. Oh, okay. I see. I so see. So it seems like it's going to be an ongoing thing where Corey Graves is like WWE's TMZ. I thought you were saying that this was like leading up to this event too. So this is I, after. I kind of think maybe we were. It's all it okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Now I now I'm back but on board. And I fully happened. understand. All this Kurt Angle stuff happened last week. This got it about a, a month ago already. Got it. So anyway, he gets this information, and you saw he in the middle of Raw. He's like, uh, actually. I happen to have the information. He and mansplained the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, actually. <laughs> yeah. So I, I happen to have, you can go to the next clip. So yeah, I happen yeah, yeah. to have this this video of showing, this is the video because I didn't even watch it because it's so recent and it's I know so what goofy. happened. It's so goofy. Is it the video where they show him laying down in the back? Yeah. yeah. He, which also like, because uh, I watched this first. I was like, we're going to get, we're going to see the reveal. I watched this is. first. There it is. And out of context. Laying pipes. Laying pipes. Oh, out of context, Cass just laying on the ground doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, it's just, it's the most confusing thing I've ever seen. Well, because you weren't watching, you, you started know, in the middle watching without yeah, sound. Everything was fucking confusing. He just lays down and then like Enzo Amore, very upset. So here's the thing about this storyline. So... Yeah. I there's there's a there's a lot to unpack here in a way because I don't I think we always knew they of course because this is the natural trajectory for of most tag teams, teams. they yeah. always break up yeah somebody t- they can't just go their own separate way somebody's right. just got to fucking turn got to go bad um I think we all saw this this coming at some point I do think it it was too soon. Oh, now really? I understand that Enzo and Cass have kind of been floundering. They have as yeah, a, you, you've even said that on the show. Well, like yeah, you're getting but, a little... but that's, it's the writing. It's just okay. backing them into corners, not necessarily giving them <clears throat> giving them what they what they deserve. They never won the NXT tag titles. Okay, never won the NXT tag titles. They had always been in the hunt. Never won the belts. Then they got called up. 
Right. So you're thinking, okay, well, a little thin on tag team. We're going to get to that. A little, yeah. little thin on tag teams here sometimes. They've, they've got to at least get one run with the belt so we could say Enzo and Cass as a tag team won, right. won some titles, right? Right, because they're, they're significant. They, need, they deserve it. Right. Hugely over. I mean, right. insanely over. That, 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 that promo they do. And like I said, they had backed them into some corners. They had had some questionable storylines with like Enzo being a fucking cuck in a storyline with Rusev. It was all getting a little dicey. Great. It's, it's getting real weird. But anyway, they kind of got back on track, and that, that promo that they come out and deliver every week, that is this era's New Age Outlaws Oh You Didn't Know promo. It just is. It's the most over tag team promo right now that right. anybody's doing. The crowd loves them. Even week to week when the booking was shit, the crowd was still eating them up. Yeah. Enzo comes out and dance. Big Cass is big. They love it. Yeah. All of a sudden... We're getting a team that I just feel like, as a team, hasn't had the opportunity to reach their full potential. Already getting broken up. I just, I think it's a little, it's too soon. It's too soon, and it's it's a little ridiculous. If they came back together. Would you be happy? And maybe someday, but like they, no, even, I mean, they even teased it. They actually teased it the week after this happened. That they come back together. That he was like, you know what? I made a mistake, a lapse in judgment. And then he just beat the shit out of him again. Okay, fair. So. Hmm. I don't agree with the timing, and I think that had they planned all of this better and booked everything better and not had weeks and weeks of them floundering in <laughs> Raw, yeah. we would have had a much... They, we, they would have had a title reign, and we and this could have come later. Yeah. And plus just, I don't know, they, they build up, it could have built up to like WrestleMania and shit. Maybe they still are. I don't know. It feels like there should be more there. All yeah. too soon. Yeah. Now, that said, the execution of all of this... Sure. Pretty good. Okay. Now let, I want to hear. Now, so now that I think the execution, I've I've said that I think it's good. Yes. And I'm curious because you when when we get Enzo's singular sad tear, I, I'm curious, Stephen. What did you think about the drama and the acting or the melodrama? Or did you notice anything about? Did you like the way that people were acting or handling it? Did you think it was absurd? I'm curious of what you were thinking. So okay. There is a part, like, I didn't watch all this in, in real time. I did try to watch a lot of the clips mm-hmm. that led up to this. Okay. I think I caught most of the weeks, like, the mystery attacks, and then when Enzo got attacked, like... Revival in the background. Right. I, I think I saw most... Okay. In fact, I think I saw too much, because I was just Probably. trying to find this. Yeah. Like, I was trying to find the original attack and this, and it was impossible to find. You just Google, like, Enzo Amore attack. There's a billion Ten hits. clips, it's at a, least. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. So, I watched too much to understand, and I actually... Uh, all I could think was, like, this is a storyline leading up to this moment is so thin like there i feel like there needs to be more than just like who did this who like it's so fucking well that's why i think that time would have been much better for that portion of the storytelling yeah that's fair that's fair i agree with that i agree with that um and then and then actually it becomes weird because well i guess it's kind of in the dirt sheet so i didn't know i was like oh Cass is hinting that he did it like uh, it'd be absurd to assume i did Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. and i was like i was a little bit like you're not selling this right and it's also because i knew like what happened but like you're not selling this right or whatever but ultimately when we get to the thing you know june 19th when but there's also that part in you watching it where you're thinking that Cass could be acting this way purposely in in the in the acting is what i'm saying of like the, oh, the, like, the writers are trying to sw- trying to swerve us like it's like oh, oh I well, see. now we think it's going to cuz i was almost wondering that too like if the, yeah. maybe that they're telling him to play it a little obvious as a swerve I for see. a better reveal i, I got don't know. it see i actually too that's the other thing too <clears throat> i kept thinking 
Cass is a bad actor. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't like whatever. I just don't think he's as good as other people mm-hmm. who are doing stuff in there. And also Kurt Angle, too. Real quick. Quick tangent Please. on Kurt Angle. Yeah. He's funny. Kurt Angle's so funny. He, yes. He's <sighs> Yes, <laughs> my dog agrees. Yeah, there's something going on there that I'm like, he's like, he's got an energy that's like undefinable and like, it's Have it's we interesting. Not, we haven't shown you enough Never, of the no. old Kurt Angle comedy clips. No, we've seen nearly nothing. I saw a clip of him wearing a small hat once. Yes, yeah. uh, and I think I think I might have seen that on my own. It might have been an episode. I don't really remember. But Kurt it was like, Angle is fucking funny. He, there's something going on, and I was like, ooh, I want to. I'm interested here. Um, but ultimately, okay, so I, yeah, I got sidetracked. Okay, yeah. So ultimately, this like last moment, this reveal, I keep on thinking like, it's one of those things where like the nuance of what's happening is so off that it like it kind of bothers me a little bit like there is just like they're at different levels like Enzo Amore singular sad bro tier which I think he later calls like a gangster tier Uh I was like man good job Enzo Amore right also beautiful eyes he has he has he's a sweet baby boy with lovely eyes he really is and all like and that's the other thing too I was like Enzo just get a different haircut like you would be such a handsome fella you got too many things going on yeah 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 it's a lot you gotta change it up you got a leopard Um, print arm what the hell just change it up it's a lot neon dick You got a giraffe left butt cheek and a zebra right. What's uh, going on with yeah, you, man? Swap those around. It's obvious. Uh, but yeah, he's so he does a really great job with that. Yeah. But then Cass is like screaming at him and like I'm the big time because that's like, the big reveal. I know, but yeah, it's such like a bummer. I'm just I'm like do it better than this. Like I would, I don't know. Like why attack him? Like what is the story? It's just so. I get I even think like the idea of this story of like Cass feels like Enzo is dragging him down. Yeah. That's a real and interesting thing. Yeah, and that's like why it. and that's why they I'll I'll agree that they do buy they 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 definitely bought a little bit of well, we didn't know how to put the titles on them. We didn't work to that point. Yeah. It hasn't worked so far. I still don't know why you couldn't just have him be a team for another year. But yeah. okay. The point is they haven't won a single fucking title yet. Yeah. So if you're gonna use that as the motivation in the story, it makes complete sense. They haven't won a title yet. Right. So that is their logical point of entry for, right. okay, I kicked the shit out of you because you've been holding me back. We should be two-time, three-time, four-time champions. See, this is where it's, it, gets, it gets a little like wobbly for me. It's okay. stupid. Why attack him? What is the end goal of attacking him? It's, re- it's a release of anger. At least that, that's how it's played here. He's just angry at Enzo, and so he's releasing this anger, Why right? Why not just turn on him in the ring and just get it done? Why and, not like, turn once? on him in the yeah. ring? Or, or even, even if he had just said, like, man, I thought I hurt you and you'd be out, and I'd have to go alone. You know what I mean? Like, I'd have to do it, and we'd, it would be a clean break. And you would never know. And you the, would yeah. Never know. It would have taken like two lines, and that would have been. Uh, and honestly, that would be heartbreaking in a way that it'd be like, holy, fu-. it'd be like he that was willing would, to put him on the shelf and hold this secret. Yeah, that would be so devastating to me. I'd be like, yes, this is good writing. But instead, it's just like I would beat you up because I'm mad. I'm like, man, you yeah. lost it. You were so close. Well, that's a. I, I think that's a fair point because literally, this could all stay the same, and all he had to do all was add like two or three lines yep. about like I wanted you to go away. Yep. I thought I would do the job right. Yeah, we You'd could. Be- everybody would remember how good we were, and we could still be a team. But I could go alone, and I could get my shot that yeah. I feel like I deserve. But you know what, man? Fuck you. You know, you could do you could just fine. I did it. Fuck you. And now I'm mad. It's all the same, but just yeah. with a little bit more nuance. And it makes so much more sense. Steven, to me. I 
you're you're a writer. I have to agree with you 100 percent on that on that point. Thank I absolutely you. agree with you. I'll take it. Uh, and that, but it that's was, why it, I think that there were certain little things that were just a little mishandled. It doesn't with, take with a lot. Yeah. It doesn't take a lot to just like try to tweak it, and I'll be like, yeah, I'm fucking into this. This now, is a cool idea. Now that said, yeah. as they were building to this. Uh, weeks and weeks up and people were starting to think eh, I think it's going to be cast I think the cast yeah. heel turns coming people online the internet was saying that it's we all we all know Enzo can talk there's no doubt about it but he's not really a great wrestler yeah that seems to be people were th- and Cass is Cass is a good talented guy and he's yeah. got charisma and yeah. he, he can talk on the mic I think people yeah, he were th- did a good job in this. He did. I, I haven't seen him talk a ton, to yeah. be fair. But I was like, good. This is a good little. Yeah. I think people were thinking that, oh, God, they're going to break up. Yeah. Cass is going to get the rocket strapped to him because he's a big guy. Vince loves big guys. They're going to shoot him to the moon. Up. They're going to shoot him to the moon. And Enzo's going to get lost in the shuffle. And nobody will care. Yeah. Well, instead, so far, after this, this turn has happened the last couple weeks, yeah. it's been... Kind of the opposite, and and, and hmm. not the opposite because Cass should be getting booed because now he's the heel. Cass should be getting heat. Right. That's good. That yeah. makes sense. People are, but yeah, it seems like Enzo's like now I'm gonna be the best I can be, right. and like I was like okay, interesting, yeah. But it almost seems like I don't know, maybe the kind of heat and the kind of cheers that maybe they were expecting, yeah, are coming a little differently. Like mm. it's like it's not that it, it's Cass is getting booed, mm-hmm. but he's also maybe not. He's not coming across maybe quite as he should, maybe quite as I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Just, it's, it's it's a little dead. And when Enzo comes out, and it's just a testament to how good he is in the mic because he's been cutting amazing promos since this this breakup. Yeah, he's coming out just like every week, just rattling off these these tirades. Yeah, and people are eating it up. Yeah, he's coming out and doing all the lines, the catchphrases, but he's like just telling these insane stories. Like you fall, you get back up, and just doing all this crazy. People are eating it the fuck up. It's yeah. like it's like Rocky shit. Well, yeah, he's he's clearly the hero in that. Yeah. He's the underdog, and it doesn't matter. He's small, like he's yeah, he's our David, right? And there's like, yeah, and there's been some rumors that he might have some backstage heat for something that he did. Like like so, but 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 they know that he's over. And he's selling merch, he, so they're putting him out there every single week, and he, he's talking up a storm. Bad or good? Backstage heat. Like, bad. Bad. Okay, yeah. so he's in trouble for something. Apparently, he pissed off some people backstage. Uh, don't we all? That's been the rumor. So now, I'm, now I'm sympathizing with him even more. Could, I get it, Enzo. Sure. Could be all hearsay. I have no idea. It was just it was something that was going around recently. Interesting. But regardless, even if he is, maybe even maybe if he did, yeah. he seems like the kind of guy that's probably going to put his head down, pay his dues, keep working hard. Yeah. And like I said... It would be different if he was... This kind of thing happened when The Miz, way back when, (laughs) rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And people didn't like The Miz because he came into the company as a reality TV star from the real world. Cool. Wanted to be a wrestler. And people were like, fuck this guy. Who are you? Why are you here? Right. And... People gave him a hard, hard time, and like, you're like, get off the fucking tour bus, go shower over here, get it, go change in the hallway, sure. do all this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And the motherfucker put his head down, paid his dues, worked hard, learned how to be a better wrestler, got really good on the mic. Yeah. And now he's like a multi-time Intercontinental Champion. He's 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 a, a main event at a WrestleMania. Years people shat on the Miz, and I'm like. You wait, you wait, you wait. This guy—he's getting better, and he's—and I always supported him. Okay, so Enzo. The question is, Enzo, can he do the same thing? Will he do the same thing? I hope so. You hope so. Why I'm bringing this up is hmm. because why I'm bringing this up is because the Miz took years and years and years to build up that that cred. Right. 
Because back then, nobody gave the fans, nobody gave a shit about the Miz. Nobody cared. Right. But he stayed and he worked hard. The difference with it is even if that exact same thing did happen to Enzo, if it's real that he has this backstage heat right now, and people are right. like, fuck you, we, get off the bus, get out of here. Um, the difference is that he's already over. He's not like the Miz was at that point in his career where he's got something bad that happened to him backstage, but who cares? Right. He is already a top merchandise seller. That's very important to the WWE. Right. He's incredibly over. The fans are chanting for him. They love him. Yeah. He's the, he gets huge pops and he comes out. He's already a big marketable thing, hmm. which is why I feel like even if he does have some backstage heat, I don't think WWE is going to bury him right away or... or yeah. So I hope he just continues to work hard because, like I said, the yeah. merch thing is a that's a big deal for them. And thing. there's a lot of Enzo soft merch. Yeah. Gee, how you doing type of stuff that's already flying off the shelves. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't give a shit, but it's important to WWE. So you don't care how much merch he sells. No, no. I already sell fair. so much merch. Yeah, we. I mean, we're renting famous. Uh, what? Oh, we're renting famous. We're renting famous. So my point is, is that it's. I suppose in a way, maybe that's comparable to the Miz's situation. But yeah, that'll be interesting. I mean, uh, it does. Like uh, again, there's a charisma thing. We've talked about this yeah. before. There's a charisma thing that I think uh, ultimately matters. So much more than other things And you can't teach that And you can't teach that uh, And it doesn't And in a way it sort of doesn't surprise me That maybe Cass Even though he is supposed to be the bad guy Isn't getting the reaction that they want uh, And maybe Enzo is and It's going to depend on what kind of push They give either of the guys Right know. Well and the other the other side of it too is Can Enzo deliver as a wrestler Because if he just goes out there And gives you know two-star matches forever it's like yeah you ain't gonna go far right yeah. uh, but, but he you could know. talk his way into a managerial spot or right whatever now at the same side of the coin even if Cass goes out and has pretty solid matches is he if he doesn't connect is anybody gonna give a shit right or if he doesn't you know, well yeah i mean i feel like that's the thing is there's there's probably plenty of wrestlers giving solid matches yeah that don't connect and nobody cares does he have enough of the enough of the intuition and the performance side to like stir people up so they fucking if they're gonna hate him they better fucking despise him. right so we'll, we'll see we'll see i don't know I, I'm, but i'm glad you like the singular tier i was again I that's was like, gonna be on highlight reels good forever job. good job enzo like I, yeah you did a good you did good fucking work there that's i'm not gonna, gonna shit video, on you that's gonna be in video packages forever yeah it was perfectly timed you did great yeah. You did really great. Glad also, good like job it. on the directing on that one because I feel like half the time WWE they'd miss that type of thing a lot of times, and they just it just it literally it cut to him and then just half a second later just dropped. Uh-huh. I was like, Enzo, no, I know. Yeah, so good work. I was very impressed. Yeah. So you know what, Patrick, you're right. Uh, this is a good clip to cover, and we did, uh, and we're no longer dumb. Yeah. Now we're smart. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? That what? Just real quick, uh, we should rate this this clip or this like little storyline. What do you think? A uh, rating it. Well, <laughs> out of singular tears, out of five, zero to five singular tears. I mean, I already told you my gripes about I think it's yeah. too soon, but also then the things that have worked have surprisingly worked well. Yeah. I mean, right now, as it stands, I think it's I, I think they're handling it pretty well. And yeah. I don't think it's the greatest thing to ever happen, but I I'm I'm rating with a little bit of optimism here mm-hmm. that I hope it continues to be good right now. I think it's like it's a, a solid four out of five. Wow. I really do. Yeah, I think I, I, I think the lead up might have felt like a little bit long for me. OK. I bet I bet watching it it's not as bad, but I felt like the lead up was a little bit long and like I said, it was played a little weird at the end. I think I'm only going to give it a 3.5 and most of that just comes from that singular tier. Pretty good. Good work, Enzo. That's not bad. All right. Uh let's go to a quick commercial break and let's. we'll come back with more stuff from the fans. Mm-hmm. 
Hi. Hi! I'm Chad Westbrook. And I'm Nicholas Wagoner. And are you a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race? You should be. You very much should be. Come listen and subscribe to our podcast, How Is She Though? Where we recap every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Come and get your daily dose of vitamin gay, honey. Oh, cr- oh, cr- hey everyone, we're back. We also got an email from Colby G. Mm-hmm. And he said, quote, I would like to make a case for Roman. I believe that 60% of the hatred towards Roman Reigns stems from a single booking decision not to have Daniel Bryan win that rumble. And he suggested a couple clips, uh, and, but ultimately we landed on the TLC uh, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs from 2015, Roman Reigns versus Sheamus yep. for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, let's go to a quick clip of that. That it can happen again. Also Monday night, John, uh, Roman Reigns speared Sheamus through a table right in front of our announce table. Whoa! Oh, Reigns caught him with a big yes. right hand. Well, Sheamus ran right into it like an idiot. You could hear his right hand crack off the jaw of Sheamus. We're about to have a 13-second knockout like they had last night. And you got to check out the side of Sheamus' face. Well, first of all, Colby is not wrong about the... the Daniel Bryan thing that most of it comes from that yeah because I mean you you've you've seen all that you've seen some of that stuff the yes movement I know about I don't know I don't think I really know how it went down with Roman and Daniel Bryan or if I do I've just forgotten <laughs> right um uh, yeah, but yeah I mean I get why and yeah 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 pretty much that yeah Daniel Bryan didn't win the rumble it was and he it was, was his turn Roman Reigns everybody felt mm, then yeah. even though people didn't think it was his turn and they were just repeatedly shoving him down mm-hmm. our throats right look Everything that had happened with at the time of Daniel Bryan and the way that they repeatedly picked up their Roman Reigns ball and tried to shove it down our throats every <laughs> how many times? One hundred percent right. Don't shove your balls down our throats. Yeah, please. Colby. Colby is definitely right on that. That's yeah. All right, Colby. That's G, one point. That's what you get. Yes. <laughs> however, however. <laughs> Um, should I should you want to add his hot take? He also added, he said, quote, just for the hot take sake, here's a brief list of wrestlers that I think Roman Reigns is better than. Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, Zack Sabre Jr., and Ricochet. Nick was like, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. hold on. Colby, thank you for listening to the show. <laughs> we appreciate your listenership. We're about to lose a listener. <laughs> we appreciate your listenership. No, but I'm not. I'm not gonna go ballistic here. I just, I don't, I don't think I can. I think Roman Reigns has got better. I don't think I can agree with a single one of these. Better than. Hmm. I. I just. I mean, no. No. I, not I at just all? can't. No. Not, not. He's not better than sickly Dean Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Dean Ambrose is about Dean Ambrose and Wyatt. I feel like. Maybe about on the same level. Okay. When Ambrose wants to be on, the motherfucker can be on. Sometimes, though, when he just goes, he's also just, he's, Ambrose has had a lot of bad WWE matches. That's fair. He's had some fucking bangers, but he's also had some where it's like, man, you just, just you just went out there and left. That was it. Like, yeah. It's just, what was that? Um, and Wyatt's the same. Wyatt has so much fucking potential, and a lot of it is Bad booking and yeah. stupid decisions. You're a Wyatt guy, right? Yeah, I like him. I, yeah. I've always liked him. 
he's an amazing promo, but you know when you have him lose a thousand times, yeah, in stupid matches that don't and feuds that don't mean anything and get buried repeatedly, yeah, then all of your spooky hooky mumbo jumbo doesn't really mean anything. It's sure. like you're just yeah, this fair. this resident spookster, resident and, yeah, and it's like. We're on year four. Like, at least he finally won the WWE title this year. Finally. Right. And a, a tag team title. <laughs> after years of just, like, after you lose so many matches and so many actual feuds when it matters the most just because Cena has to go over. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter how many times you say shit like, uh, I'm the Edo world, man. Yeah. Not. People... <laughs> People follow me and saying all the shit. It's like nobody's following you anymore. Nobody yeah, cares. We all because lost, they've yeah. ruined you. That's interesting. So I'll I, add I on would, to it. Yeah, go ahead. I would almost put Reigns on at least the same level of those two because look, when Reigns again, I I, I know that we quickly like to pile on of like oh fucking Reigns, but yeah. a lot of it is also bad, stupid, shitty booking. A lot of wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, that started in the beginning post Shield breakup because of the Daniel Bryan situation. A lot of it is still stems back to that. Yeah, there's no doubt. And when Reigns, he has gotten a lot better, and when he wants to put on good matches, and they don't let him go out there, and they've luckily stopped. They don't let him go out there do fucking Looney Tunes promos. Great, and talk about magic beans. Magic beans. And he just has matches. Yeah. He's, he's entertaining. He's good. All right, that's fair. I do think, I'll say it, um, you're fucking insane if you think Roman Reigns is better than Ricochet. <laughs> you actually, so you, Stephen Perlstein, think that? For sure. Okay, good. I, I don't even, like, and listen, I'm not, like, in love with Ricochet's yeah, work I mean, or anything like that. I mean, like you've that. pretty much seen the clip of him and Osprey and other little things. Right. You've seen him as Prince Puma. Exactly, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're nowhere there's no even way. close. Nowhere no even way. fucking close. Now I know that people will also shit on Ricochet and say, "Well, wait a minute. Well, okay, but but is he a solid ground worker? Does he have any technical mat skills, or is he all just a flippy dippy shit?" I don't fucking care. I don't care either. That's I mean, what I'm saying. that's he's just not better. That like it's almost going like, oh well, like it's all this. It's like it's like, oh yeah, can Babe Ruth field? It's like who fucking cares? You don't get how good he is at the right. thing that he does. Right. It doesn't, and he can. But also, it doesn't matter at a certain level. Fuck you, you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> he's not been in the ricochet. Finn Balor. Yeah. First of all, you've got all of his work in Japan as Prince Devitt. That's it's all it's his work with the Bullet Club. Yeah. Awesome shit. Yeah. If you think that any Roman, Re find me. Please find me a match where anything that Roman Reigns is even better than like, let's even say when Balor won the NXT title from mm -hmm. Kevin Owens at Beast in the East. Can't. It's a great. It's a good match. It's a yeah. real good fucking match. He's he was a workhorse in NXT. Put yeah. on amazing matches. Yeah. Worked fantastic programs with with unbelievable top world talent. Right. I, I just nothing Roman Reigns has ever done. And I'm not even saying the guy's bad. It's just that he's never he's done never anything close. that's going to be on that level. No, not at all. Seth Rollins has been around for fucking ever. He, he was a Ring of Honor guy. Yeah. He's, he's not even close to being better than Seth Rollins. That's absurd. The only one I didn't recognize in this whole list was Zack Sabre Jr. He's not I'm better sure. than Zack Sabre Jr. I'm Zach, sure I've seen him, but I don't. It doesn't click. Zack Sabre Jr. is a British wrestler who likes to twist everybody's fingers around and show the crowd his taint. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, then he might be better than Zach. But he's amazing. But he's amazing. Zach, and, and Zach Sabre Jr. is not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. He is not everybody's cup of tea. Oh, I've yeah, I've never seen this guy. But he's a great heel. Huh. Uh, Zach Sabre Jr. is 
Oh my God, he's he's such a, a good technical wrestler, Stephen. He just is. He was a he was a favorite to win the Cruiserweight Classic. Him okay. and Kota Ibushi were the early two. Like that's got to be the obvious favorite. Got it. Yeah. Neither of them won. Yeah. But the point is that if he's an indie guy coming in and everybody's saying he's got to be one of the top he's picks, guy, then yeah. he's a guy. He's a thing for a reason. Right. That's interesting. He, he's he's Zack Saber in Japan, and he, he's a, a PWG former champion. Yeah, he, he was stacking belts on himself, <laughs> going to like New Japan and all these other like indie, uh, yeah, UK matches because they're just putting belts on the guy because yeah. he's great. He's an awesome fucking worker. Yeah, nobody has ever done that for Roman Reigns. No, can we give you a few more belts? We just we love you. You gotta have a belt. Yeah, and I know that sometimes it's like you know a lot of wrestlers are different. It's like comparing apples to, to dildos. I get that, but but Roman Reigns and Zack Saber Jr. They're such different wrestlers. But when, if you're go, if you're gonna say yeah, that you're he's gonna better compa- and compare yeah. the two, it's just not. He's not. What did you think? Okay, so he did send us a, a suggestion for this match: the okay. tables, ladders, chairs, twenty fifteen. What did you think of this match overall? The match with Sheamus. This, I mean, this match was fine. It's it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I, I, that's I, interesting. I I kind of sped through it because yeah. we put this episode together a little last minute with this. I don't know what you're talking about. With this clip, with yes, this clip, we we threw in there last minute. That's fair. Um, um, yeah, I was watching this and I actually didn't think it was a terrible match. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. I've said before, and I and I do mean it. Sheamus is another one of those. Uh, sort of sometimes shitty place, shitty time mm-hmm. wrestlers because sometimes it's like, well, we got to put the belt on Sheamus because we need an interim heel <laughs> to get it over to the next guy. Sure, yeah. Or let's put him in this stupid stable for a while that could be a good idea but isn't because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. Like, like Sheamus, is, Sheamus is an underrated guy, I really do. Th- and I've always okay. thought that he was pretty, pretty good. Especially even like when he first came out and he was just like a, a great heel. Yeah. Like when he was super young and he first debuted, was good. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I mean, you know, I like, she- I like Sheamus overall. He's in a really good tag team match right now with uh, tag team with Cesaro right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. You know, the- watching this match, uh, I'll give I'll give our our friend Colby here some credit. I do think that this is like probably a solid match, and I understand mm-hmm. why one would be like, see, he did good there. Um, because yeah, like they are they are. It feels like they're working hard. They're going through tables. They're throwing chairs right. at each other. They're doing all that stuff. Even the even the build at the end, there was like this whole you know as they do in all these fucking ladder matches, which is stupid and hard to deal with. Yeah, the build on the ladder to get to the belt, um, I actually felt like was okay and like good, like even good. I would say good. Okay, I like uh, Sheamus goes through the. The ladder that's, you know, propped between the ring and the announce table, I think. He goes through that. Roman Reigns climbs up it. Like, there's a good struggle on that one that doesn't feel... I don't know, like cliche or something. I was, I was like, I was, and again, I've only seen so much, but I, I was like, oh, they did a good job here. I All see right. what's happening. But, but yeah, ultimately, ultimately, I'm in no way as impressed with this as I've been with like the one ricochet match I've seen or like, understandable, you know, like there's no, no, that's not even close. Even, and I don't even like Dean Ambrose very much, yeah. but like I, from the things I've seen, I've like watched Dean Ambrose. I'm like, yeah, he's going out there and he's working hard. Like yeah. good for him. That's what I said when he wants to work, he, he works. And, yeah. and I know that people, and I don't always like zany Dean Ambrose either. Right. But at least he's got, Kind of a kooky character, and he goes out there. And he something. does. He does stuff that's entertaining. Some of it is like it falls flat in its face, but Amen. you know, it, it, I, I can't imagine Reigns going out there and cutting crazy kooky promos. And they tried, and it right. didn't work. It doesn't work for him. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. I don't know. I wish. I wish. I. Uh, 
I mean, one, I wish we cared more about this match, but I just don't think we do. What was the other? Did, is the other match that he mentioned? Did you happen to see that one? Which one was that? Oh God, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember it real quick. By the way, I do want to point out you're looking at that up, Stephen. This Please. was uh, this was in December of 2015. This was the pay per view after Survivor Series, where Roman had actually won the vacant WWE title, but then Sheamus immediately cashed in his. They were celebrating, and then okay. Sheamus came in and cashed in his money in the bank and took it off of Reigns. Oh, and the crowd was very happy. And then they had this match as a follow-up. Wait, wait. So it just immediately went back to Reigns, right? Oh, Reigns had won the title in November, right? And then immediately after he won it, Sheamus came out and t- and cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase. Got it. So Reigns had the title for like a couple of a minutes. Couple minutes. Yeah. Okay, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. He said his other one, his other match that he pointed out was the AJ Styles 2016. Part of why I didn't pick that one too is I couldn't find it. Like we said, we put this together a little bit last minute. But okay. do you know anything about this match at all, or like um, what this one was? Yeah, I mean, I remember that they wrestled, but I <laughs> like, mean, who fucking cares? I mean, it's it's like it's yeah. Wow. All, all I know is that. From from what I recall, because he, this is yeah. what he does with everything, yeah. AJ Styles made him look like a million bucks. AJ Styles made himself look like a million bucks. Everything AJ Styles does looks like a million bucks. Okay, yeah. So it's just it's just that like he was you, in that one. Maybe both of these. It's like oh, he's partnered with somebody good, and yeah. they're well, going the okay. They're going put, fine. You if know? you put him in the ring, oh, it's payback. Yeah, yeah. WWE payback, right? Of okay, course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you you put him in a match with somebody who can can work circles around him and look make both guys look good then sure i mean like he's gonna work great with a good right opponent and again i'm not saying reigns is a shit worker like he's been in matches with people who aren't that great and he's made them look good too i'm not saying sure. he can't do it yeah but, but you just don't want to do against this list of six people i find this yeah very hard to agree with what about just real quick uh before we move off of this tables ladders and chairs matches in general like was this a whole night of table ladders chairs matches? yeah i mean tlc matches used to be here and there like at big events like right. mania and stuff like that they were right. made famous by the tag teams of the hardy boys right the dudley boys and edge and christian sure. they made the tlc matches famous right um but like every gimmick in wwf they go hey we could do something with this. We could ruin this. We could ruin this. <laughs> so instead of having, you know, and I not every match is a Hell in a Cell match. Not every match is a TLC match. Sure. But they decide that it's like, well, instead of making this match special and just putting it at an event, right. let's just now have a designated TLC match or er, event every year yeah. that has multiple either at least one TLC match, maybe two, but then also has multiple Here's a couple. Here's a ladder match. They decided to have a tables match, like, right. and that you know, it's just stupid. And then Hell in a Cell, like, instead of just having the Hell in a Cell, like a big ass event, yeah, it's WWE Hell in a Cell. The night, so there's yeah. one, maybe two matches. Yeah. Um, and now I'm not saying that they don't they don't bring out the Hell in a Cell for occasional things. They do, like right. case in point, Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker, which you've right. seen. Yes. But I'm just saying that they will take these gimmick matches and make whole event nights out of them. Yeah. And I of. don't particularly like the one that it works for me is Money in the Bank. Like Money in the Bank used to be the the the, the match where that you know where they get the, yeah. the briefcase. Yeah. They used to do that at Mania, and I still think it makes it a little more special. But I don't mind I don't mind that one being an event. It's the one that I don't mind. Okay. Because it's like hey, it's it's. An opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I did feel like watching this, like it does sort of get monotonous to like be going through so many tables, ladders and chairs. Yeah, absolutely. It it is the it's not 
it's not fair to say this, but it's almost like the surprise of any type of move, which I feel like there's already minimal anyway. Right. But like the surprise goes away when, all right, they clear all the tables off of this, or all the chairs off of this table, and they go through it. And then they're walking towards this table, and you're like, well, I wonder what's going to happen here. Or they set up this ladder, and you're like, yeah, yeah. No, I, I really get it now. I really get it. Maybe, like, there's a part of me that just wants them, like, guys, what if you just literally ignored all of the tables, ladders, and chairs <laughs> and just wrestled? Like, yeah. that would that would be the most, like, it'd subvert the whole thing. And I'd be like, oh, wow, what a choice. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just interesting to watch. But um, you know what, Colby G? Man, I'm sorry. I just, I don't think we even close to agree with you, man. No. You're and, on your and, own. And if Steven, who doesn't even really care that much, doesn't agree, no. then. Yeah, I'm easy to win over on things. But yeah. I do, I do admit it. I will say, I admit it on this one. I see that Roman Reigns, it feels like he's working hard. He's doing a good show. Good for him, but it's it's not enough. It's not even close to Ricochet, which is really the only one I remember or care about. Right. So, yeah. 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 All right, that's Fair it. So, now, you know, Reigns, now, you know, I will say this. There there was, uh, the Shield was in a damn good uh, six-man TLC match against Team Hell No, which was Daniel Bryan and Kane and Ryback in 2012. I think okay. that might have been their main roster debut match. That okay. was a solid TLC match, and Ro- Roman Reigns is in it. Roman Reigns' work with the Shield was really good. When he was yeah, a, you guys have said that before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he was the quiet... Because he's not brooding in the... enforcer. Yeah, it worked. It worked, and, and I like when we see bits of that with Reigns. Now, I know you haven't been following along too much, Stephen Braun Strowman. <laughs> not at all. Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah, and Ro- I don't know if you even gathered us talking about this. Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns have been in like a big feud lately. Okay, had an ambulance match. All kinds of crazy shit. Great. Yeah, the feud's been pretty good, but it's weird in that. Reigns is still technically, he's a little bit a tweener now, but he's still technically supposed to be the face. Braun mm-hmm. Strowman is supposed to be the heel. Yeah. The crowds are clamoring for, and when he gets there, cheering for Braun Strowman. Yeah. Just waiting sense. for him to beat more of the shit out of Roman Reigns. Like, he's still getting booed. Yeah. That's tragic. I, I don't know what if they know what they're doing. I, I also think they know... The, the opposite people are getting booed and cheered, but they're leaving it anyway because they, I don't they know. I mean, I, know what to do. I just don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure a part of it is just like, that's what management wants and that's what management gets. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, so yeah, like we said, not a big fan of uh, Roman Reigns, but hey, Colby, Again, sorry. I don't hate him. I don't, don't hate, hate him. him. And I don't hate you, Colby. And we appreciate He's you, He's not Colby. better than Zack Sabre Jr. No, and I'm not even a Zack Sabre Jr. mark. No. I don't even go crazy about the guy, but it's the, the, you're wrong. All right, we spent two... I'm sorry, Colby. Sorry, I felt... Try I got again. real ranty. Somebody, el- somebody else... If somebody else agrees with Colby, like, give us give us more reasons why. We definitely need something else here. Yeah, please keep we listening to the show. We yeah. love having you. We love having you. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about... We got an email from Chris M. This is a very super long email. Yeah. And he, he, he went uh, he went all over the place on this or like what this was about. But I just kind of wanted to talk about it because I was like, I really just appreciated the things he said. Uh, one yeah, it's of the, a long, long, long email. <laughs> yeah. Really cool, detailed, a lot of cool stories and stuff. Yeah. I mean, one of the uh, he, he said that he basically found uh, he found You Should Love Wrestling, our show, when he drove uh, to Orlando for WrestleMania 33 and was just yep. looking for a wrestling podcast found us and then apparently like binged all of our episodes and by the way he drove this is a long drive uh, yeah he drove to orlando 
um, for WrestleMania 33 from home, Austin, Texas. Holy so that's shit. so that's a long drive that's to listen to some drive. podcasts. Yeah, so got some got some podcasts in eighteen, 18 hours, hours um, and then caught up with the show. And he said, and when he sent this email, he's like, "I'm finishing my last episode. I've watched, I've listened to all of them." So one, thank you. Yeah, thanks for, for thanks for jumping in. Uh, you know, head first. Really, really got all of that stuff out there. I guess we mm-hmm. need to put out more episodes for the Chris's of the world. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but he he covered a lot of interesting things that I kind of liked. Like he was say, he was saying one like about his like struggle with liking it. Like he doesn't have as many friends who like wrestling now. He doesn't right. have a lot of people in his life that like that. But he still kind of likes it, and it's hard to stick with it. So I don't know. One thing I just thought was like Nick, how important is it for you? Like if you if you today, mm-hmm. just say today. Every single one of your friends who liked wrestling just stop. They don't talk about it. They don't even remember it. Do you still watch wrestling? Like, how much yeah, is this of course, social for you? But that would fucking suck. It would fucking suck. Yeah, of right? course I'd still watch it because I. You still like it? Yeah, I'm still interested. That's I also, by the way, mm. just subscribed this week to njpwworld.com. I decided, oh, yeah, you, yeah. I decided the G1 Climax was well worth my money, and after seeing them in Long Beach, they've earned it, so yeah. I, I'm giving them my hard-earned $9, and approximately $9.17 a month. That's good. Yeah, um, I mean, it was much, the G1 Climax was much better than the G1 edging that I was doing. Oh, for, really? For the Climax, months. yeah. Yeah, I was waiting. I'm, I'm more, honestly, I'm more interested in the G1 than the G20. Don't know. <laughs> the G20, you know, oh, the, <laughs> where, like, I keep seeing G20 in the news, and I just keep going... That's not wrestling. That's not wrestling. Uh, <laughs> no, Nick, that's 20 times better than wrestling. <laughs> yeah, right. You wish. <laughs> no, it, the wrestling's number one. What if the Ang- world powers are number 20? Just Angela Merkel comes comes in from the ceiling. From the ceiling. <laughs> with a bat, starts going after Donald Trump. You're telling me you wouldn't enjoy that G20 summit? I would. Yeah, yeah and that's right. And President Macron comes, um, <laughs> comes in and yeah. stuns everyone. And whoever else is in the G20. <laughs> so anyway, no, look, that would really suck. Um, I... Uh, like I told you, got, uh, yeah. back when I got into to wrestling, like really got into it during the early Attitude Era. Yeah, uh, it was like about seventh, eighth grade, getting into high school. I still had a handful of friends, a good amount of friends who were like into it. Yeah, that's how I got into it. Um, stuck with it, loved it. A lot of us talked about it. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of friends that went gaga over, it, but a couple. But there's still like a few really, really good friends. Yeah, a lot of friends who I still talk to. They've mostly all fallen off. Some, some of them by now. Some yeah. have gotten in. Um. So I was still had a lot of friends like around then. College was a little tougher. Okay, yeah. Because first of all, you're busy. You're in college. You're I trying wasn't busy. to trying to party, <laughs> trying to meet some ladies. All right, trying to up. read a book. Um, <laughs> trying to learn how to say book. <laughs> Got a lot of books. Um, it was a little tougher in college because it's like y- you don't quite see it every night. Also, yeah. it was starting to be, you know, get like the mid a little shitty two th- mid two thousands era mm-hmm. that we've told you yeah. about, like a little kind of getting of the ruthless aggression era where it's like right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did still have a core group of friends who I, we would like go to like their their mom's house because mm-hmm. we were still. Pff- pretty close to where he lived so we would like take the drive out to there to watch it like on pay-per-view at somebody's parents house so you can get the the pay we'd still watch like the monthly pay-per-views yeah still would watch it regularly weekly on tv when i could so i still had people in college between sort of the end of college 
for me, and so I guess it's like I'm not going to reveal how old I am. Um, the end of well, college, you already kind of did by saying when you were in college in the mid 2000s. So Stephen, try can, doing the math. Just I try, can, Nick. I can't. In do between the math. when I was done with college and probably even just about five years ago. Yeah, I would say. Um, five, six years ago, five, six years ago, there was a little bit, I, I still, I still watched almost every week WWE, but there was some waning Okay, because it's like a lot of people are in different places. People have moved on. It wasn't right. hugely popular. We all grew you up. You know, Steven, people come onto the show and they always keep citing the pipe bomb, the pipe bomb that reignited it for a lot of people, which is interesting. Like, I don't know. You know, it's it's interesting. I get how it'd be tough to stick with it, and especially in college and all that time, and not having people around. I just want to say, right. uh, Chris, for the record, that sucks, man. I uh, hope you listen, uh, keep listening, and pretend that we're your buddies. Who we like we are, we are yeah. your buddies. I ain't pretending. We are your buddies. That's you want to listen to the yeah. show? We'll if we're if we're the people who are going to talk about wrestling in your life, I'm happy to be those people. That's right. And when we go on tour to Austin, we can come hang out. Sure. Um, but uh, so, but it also he also mentioned another thing too. Oh, and I do like just want to end oh, that yeah. with story with saying, please. Uh, after I started getting more into like independent wrestling here, especially because there's, as you know, such a huge crossover of oh. comedians and wrestling fans. There's, there's, this is Minimal. the most, the the most wrestling fans I've ever been in a near proximity to in my entire life. Sure. It's, the fandom out here, especially, is absurd right yeah. now. Yeah. So it does make it easier, Stephen, when you have the hive mind of people around you, as with anything. Like it's like, look, if you're a a sports fan in the city that that sports team is in, right. people are you're gonna, gonna feed into the yeah, we win. So it is easier. Yeah. It's a little tougher when people don't care. But fair. if you're a fan of a thing, you're always gonna kind of stay involved, right? You're kind of gonna stay on it. Yeah, that's if you're fair. A, a true fan of something. Yeah, that's fair. Right. So yeah, stick with it. I like that. You know, it's also Chris mentioned another thing too. Uh, he was he talked a little bit about the pipe bomb and getting back into it, but also like. His point in previous episodes, I've talked about how people want to like wrestling and they kind of do mental gymnastics to mm-hmm. like it. And yeah, yeah, he made he made this point. He's like the pipe bomb is basically equal to like uh, he's talked about Walking Dead and Talking Dead. He's like, I like both those shows. Those are separate things. Mm-hmm. But he's like the pipe bomb was like is equal to Chris Hardwick Hardwick showing up on an episode of The Walking Dead and then saving one of the characters lives because he's a fan of the show. <laughs> like it's so weird and out of place, but he really likes it. He's like, it's, it's so weird, but like you kind of do have to juggle a lot there and i thought that was yeah. i just thought that was interesting because what, he just acknowledged it but i don't think he found like his solution or why it's okay it's just like no i kind of enjoy both and it's sort of like what you guys always talk about it's like there's different levels to, to enjoying it and why we talk about how wrestling is so unique in its shoot aspect right as, as we've told you before yeah yeah i mean it, i get it it is there's something there going on uh but ultimately yeah ultimately i'm still just like nah you're working too hard <laughs> you're working too hard to like right. something but that's just me uh and then uh the last couple things we'll just wrap it up on this chris also said watch glow because apparently it's good i haven't i haven't watched it yet i've been putting it off I've, i have too and i you know mainly because i don't want to watch it it's more uh, wrestling it's more wrestling but i also just figure like soon where i'm gonna get stuck doing a glow episode of the show of course you are. and yeah so if when we do that like we should just do like a mini series of glow episodes or something like that just to have like just watch them all like have people over something do it and then just do a bunch of episodes bang them out yeah, maybe okay. um but anyway uh yeah it, and he also said uh one it's the stories the stories are making it a little easier to follow or like to enjoy it so you have to like yep. watch and he's recommended watch lucha that's what everybody says watch lucha underground he also said he was a diehard until john cena became a big deal yeah that's mm-hmm. fair 
fucking, totally fair. fucking Cena. We've only started to all like Cena again. That C-Nation. Lately. When the last few him, years. Man? I just saw him in a movie. Oh, yeah. Did you see Tour de Pharmacy? You got HBO? No, not yet. He's Th- in did that. Did that come out then? Uh, yeah, it did. It did. It's funny? Yeah, it's pretty good. I yeah. like both of those. They they did the other one last year, uh, Seven Days in Hell or something like oh, that, yeah, the, the Wimbledon ten, one. tennis one? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty good. They're funny. They, okay. they do a good job on those. Um, uh, do you... Do you ever watch the other one, the documentary documentary now? Do you watch that? You know, I've never seen it. Okay. I was going to say, I like that. I like the their the Lonely Islands version or whatever of their documentary things much better than I like documentary now. So, I don't know. Maybe that's an endorsement. Maybe not. But check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he was, he was saying just watch Lucha, pick it up uh, from the beginning. And then he also said one thing that got him invested was betting money on wrestling. He said there was a, he watched, like, a, a website called – there's a website called – well, I don't want to plug their website. Yeah, we'll find that. Wrestle Rumble, where yeah, you can pay it. ten bucks uh, to pick the winners of the next pay per view, and then you could win five hundred dollars if you win and a copy of WWE Two K eighteen. How about that? Uh, so he's encouraging gambling, which people have done before. Like get some money on the line, and then you really give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Money will make you give a shit about anything. Uh, you telling me? I, I start. That, that's why I'm doing this podcast. Yes, yeah. we're rich because you're rich and famous. Oh, man, I'm just swimming in my Audi, just pushing on the <laughs> side with my my uh-huh. breaststroke. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's good stuff. I appreciate all this stuff. Uh, yep. It was a super long email and involved and interesting. And Chris, I don't know, man. I hope you keep listening. And I hope you keep watching wrestling because it seems like it's important to you. So, like, fuck it if there's nobody watching with you now. Yeah. And then otherwise, uh, thank you so much. Sincerely, Chris, for just all, like, the really nice comments and, like, things yeah. that you just said about, like, us and the show in general. And just things that you like. Cool questions. Cool guests. Yeah. You actually enjoy us. Yeah. And he also said that um, he was a little bummed out that Joey left the show. And he also said that he uh, blah, 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 blah. Are you going to This better be. This better be a work. I forgive you now. I thought maybe you sent him to a stop saying like seminar. <laughs> I was like, damn, got him. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this deep. That was deep. Yeah. Any, anytime you want to burn our former co-host. Uh, that, was a, that, was a uh, deep, that was a deep burn. That was a good one. I mean, it's podcasting. Everybody sounds stupid all the time. That's the right. Thing. Um, but but yeah. we like doing this show because we like doing this show. So it's look, true. if we can give you what you called many hours of entertainment and laughs i'm fucking happy to do it man because we you know steven is a terrible person for not liking wrestling but i agree i guess you kind of enjoy the show somewhat because we're still doing it yeah i had my chance to get out yeah you did it's not too late no it's not i can still get out i still have i have an exit strategy (laughs) okay yeah this is gonna be witness protection program yeah Yeah, that's what i thought it's gonna be like the war in iraq i'll be like we're gonna try to de-escalate it's gonna take a while but we'll get there (laughs) we'll get there yeah it's steven's is gonna put all the wrestlers on the planet in guantanamo bay yeah that's right that's right mission accomplished oh but then it'll become like a sick wrestling thunderdome dude fucking tight oh it's so good gitmo i gotta call the i gotta call jason wayne christian again for another <laughs> edging video edging why are we why are we putting this on him why are we pinning this on jason it all started where i wanted to book uh this <laughs> the sandwich on a pole man. oh yeah <sighs> oh, all right i'm so tired <laughs> Okay, here's what we're going to do. Lather it in Jackie. Jesus Christ. Put the sandwich on a pole. Don't make the pole too high. Miracle Whip. I've told you before. I like. I don't like that regular mayo shit. It's too eggy and heavy. No lettuce. No tomatoes. Zero vegetables. You know what? Let's just put a let's just put a hard no on all vegetables. Otherwise, I want ham, salami, pepperoni, darky, prosciutto. <laughs> Capicola, roast beef, 
and one piece of cheese. Single piece American. All right, let's do this match. All right, well, that got quiet. <laughs> uh, let's check out, yeah, hopefully check out the next Jacked Comedy Wrestling, or ja- Jacked Wrestling <laughs> Comedy. Do. We'll do that. I, do. I'm going to make that sh- that uh, that match happen. Too funny to me. Yeah. Um, yeah so that's... That's a that's a stupid bit. So that's it, guys. Uh, that was an incredible lineup. Of yeah, thanks again, Wessels. Everybody for yeah. sending that stuff in. Truly, this is we wouldn't have a show if you didn't give us listens. That's so. true. That's true. Um, and you know what, guys? We always uh, we usually put the little audio clip at the very end of the show, and you're still going to hear it this time. But I'm going to tell everybody now, since this was about you guys getting in touch with us. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to tweet at us, we're at YSLW Podcast. You want to find us on Facebook? We're there forward slash You Should Love Wrestling. We've got an email. I believe it. It's you should love wrestling at gmail.com. You can reach out to us. Nick's on Twitter mm-hmm. at Nick Gligor, G L I G O R. I'm on uh, Twitter at Pearlstein, P E R L S T E I N. Yep. We're always talking. I like it when people just say stuff. And I, I don't know, even if even if I just strongly disagree, which I've done before, <laughs> yeah. like people just tweet at us like, oh, this is super cool. I'm like, it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's also funny sometimes. Steven, you're really good about retweeting stuff. And, and we'd like to, to mm-hmm. retweet when we, when we catch people's stuff on Twitter. Even yeah. if people are usually like, Steven's kind of sucky. You'll still retweet I it. I do. So I give you credit. No, it's honestly, anytime I see something negative about me, I'm like, retweet it like quickly. <laughs> because I also, because also I just don't want you, when Joey was in, I don't want you guys to think like, oh, I'm not okay with people saying that yeah. or whatever. I'm like, oh, no, I know what I am in this show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm the, I'm the eater of worlds, man. <laughs> All right. All right. So that did it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out Requestlemania 5, The Requestening. The Requestening. Uh, and, you know, keep on sending us stuff, and we'll do it again soon. Yep. We'll see you next time for Requestlemania 6. In the meantime, let's play us out once again with Peter Gabriel's Big Time. Hi there. I'm on my way. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, you can find us at YSLW Podcast. Or if you have match suggestions or questions, shoot us an email at you should love wrestling at gmail.com. Nick, where can we find you on social media? Oh, guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Gligor, G-L-I-G-O-R. What about you, Stephen? You can find me all across the internet at Pearlstein. And if you want to hear more podcasts, check out I Love You and I Like You, my other podcast, all about parks and recreation. And while you're in the iTunes store, why don't you go ahead and leave You Should Love Wrestling a nice five-star rating and review. Thanks for listening to You Should Love Wrestling. Guys, we will catch you next time. audio podcast for more information and shows visit boardwalkaudio.com don't forget to rate and subscribe now